The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you're listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Happy and wonderful Pentecost to all of you, or sometimes we call it the Feasts of the Weeks. Pentecost begins at sundown Saturday, which is June the 4th, and ends at sundown Sunday, June the 5th. And to honor God, we are doing something different at Freedom Fellowship Church. The ministry team will all gather at sundown on Saturday. We're all going to break bread together, and we're going to have praise and worship. We're going to minister before the Lord. And that following morning, which is Sunday, instead of holding our Sunday service at 10.30 in the morning, we are going to hold it at 9 o'clock at the parking lot so that we will be able to accommodate more people and we're going to lay hands on everybody who needs prayer, especially those that are sick. And if you cannot travel, if you cannot drive, we are live streaming the service. You can go to SOGMI.org and click live stream, or you can find us on YouTube. And if I have time, I'm going to find some time today that I'm going to pray for all of you also. Amen? Okay. Do you know that celebrating and honoring God during the Pentecost is required? Especially for us Christians. There's a lot of things to celebrate and to thank God for on the day of Pentecost. So the Pentecost is also called the Feast of Weeks, which is seven weeks after Passover plus one day. So it's actually 50 days. Okay. The 120 at the upper room were baptized with the Holy Spirit during the Feast of Pentecost. We can say that is the empowerment of the church, that is the chains of the covenant, from the law of Moses to the law of love, and we are under grace. Amen? So, Jesus cut the new covenant with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit with the church, his body, the bride of Christ. When Jesus fulfilled the law, we were not under the law anymore. We are under grace and we operate in the law of love. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 39. Okay, love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, and love thy neighbor as you love yourself. The 120 at the upper room, there are few women, and they were not Levites. They're fishermen, they're tax collectors in every sector, but they will never be priests. They became the first company or the group of priests in the order of Melchizedek, like Jesus. I want you to listen to this. 
because there was a change in the law. So therefore, there was a change of priesthood. Please read Hebrews chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, or read the entire book. Jesus became our high priest. There is no chief priest here on the earth anymore. We have Jesus, okay? So those who accepted the Lord Jesus as Lord and Savior were born of the Spirit. They were born again, and they become a member of the body of Christ, okay? And now we have the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if Jesus is a priest in the order of Melchizedek, so are his followers. Amen? Okay. We are his disciples. And that includes some women. Just like in our military, even in the government, there were many men and some women, especially in these last days. Women were added to the numbers because there are some physical things. I don't want to go to the war physically, but I can engage in spiritual warfare. Whether I'm wearing a skirt, whether I'm wearing pants, whether I'm in my pajamas, all I need is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, which empower me by the Word of God. Amen? Okay. But that in the natural I don't think I wanted to crawl in a hole and 24-7, can't take a shower, especially young women. We will not be able to do that. But now, under the new covenant, Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren, and we are now sons of God as long as we are led by the Holy Spirit. And we became priests in the order of Melchizedek, and Jesus Christ as our high priest. Okay. So if you are not born again, if you are not led by the Holy Spirit, if you are not taking the priesthood in the order of Melchizedek, you do not have any right to minister, to preach, to be a pastor, because under the law of Moses, the Levites our sons, usually most of the time firstborn in the lineage of Levi, okay? And Jesus did not come from the tribe of Levi, came from the tribe of Judah. And there is no such priesthood being called under the law of Moses when it comes to the tribe of Judah, okay? You can be a prophet, but you cannot be a priest in those times, so, if you ladies do not believe that you are a priest in the order of Melchizedek, and at the same time you are not being led by the Holy Spirit, you do not have any right to be a priest, to be a pastor, to be a minister. Amen? Okay. Aren't you glad Jesus died on the cross for us and he cut a new covenant so that we are included? Only through and by the blood of Jesus that we will really be equal to men. Okay? That's why the sons of the devil, which are the Pharisees and the Sadducees in our time, they will going to fight this. Okay? Because they want to be the elite. 
They want to be the exclusive, even though they are not from the tribe of Levi. They're not looking into that. They wanted to apply the law of Moses, even though we are under the covenant, just for their own. It's not for the glory of God. It's not for the benefit of God's people, but for their own benefit only. Okay? Really check your motivation. Okay? And then we became one body, the body of Christ or the bride of Christ. No Jews, nor Greek, no male, nor female, slaves or free. But we are all one in Christ Jesus. So now, if the nation of Israel under the law is the apple of God's eyes, so are we now because we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood set apart by God. We all need Jesus and we all need to be taught by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us, and He is the one who gives us the revelation and understanding of the Word of God. So, saying that, let's go back to the Pentecost. Deuteronomy 16, verse 10. It says, Then celebrate the Feast of Weeks to the Lord your God by giving a freewill offering in proportion to the blessings the Lord your God has given you. Numbers 28, verse 26. On the day of first fruits, when you present to the Lord an offering of new grain during the Feast of Weeks, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. Deuteronomy 16, 16. Three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is Passover, the Feast of Weeks, which is Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. No man should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Okay, so now we understand why there were hundreds and thousands of people from all over the place who were in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. It is a required feast for them to celebrate it in Jerusalem. Okay? In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. That is the first that was ever recorded in the history of the church that they were baptized with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled them. And then Paul said, this is that. This is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel in Joel 28. They begin to understand it was prophesied, but what happened is something they never expect. It is something that they never even imagined. Jesus told them, you tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit that my Father will send in my name. 
And when the Holy Spirit, Acts 1.8, will come upon you, you will be endued with power. And they began to speak boldly, confidently, courageously about Jesus as the Messiah and the resurrection of Jesus and all the people, the Jewish people celebrating the Feast of the Weeks or Pentecost in Jerusalem. They all heard their message in their own native tongues and 3,000 were baptized or got saved and became their disciples that same day. Okay? So it is a required thing for us. It's actually an important one for us to honor God and to remember the Pentecost. In Acts chapter 20, verse 16, the Apostle Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia, for he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, it says, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. Because they were required, not unless they can do it, the Holy Spirit will tell them where to celebrate the Feast of the Weeks or the Pentecost. And in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul was explaining that he was not able to reach Jerusalem to celebrate the Pentecost because of the work. And God understand that. Okay? So it is important for you and I, and we need to be very grateful and celebrate this important day, which is sundown Saturday, all the way to sundown Sunday, because of what Jesus did. And because of one prophecy that the Lord is going to do something through the body of Christ in our time that's never been recorded in the history of the church. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to celebrate the Pentecost because we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit for every good work that he has called us. Amen. So let us support one another. You know, even if I don't like a person, even they don't like me, I stay away from them, but I thank God that they want to serve our Lord Jesus instead of serving Satan. So do not serve Satan by trying to limit God and limit God's people through the doctrines that we applied under the law of Moses, and then whatever is beneficial to us, we apply it under the priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. The Pharisees and the Sadducees in Jesus' time, they cannot handle him. He never attended their school, and yet he spoke and taught with authority because of the Holy Spirit. They cannot match the miracles that he performed. Nobody walked on water except Peter, probably for about five minutes until he started looking at the wave. But nobody walked on water. And Jesus raised the dead, healed the blind man. And when the apostle Peter and John healed the man who is over 40 years old, it never happened before. It means to say that miracles were being performed, but at a certain level, well, this is still too young. God can heal. God can, uh, can enable this person to walk again. But in the book of Acts, they were astounded. They cannot deny that God is moving on behalf of the apostles because they were so confident. They were bold. They spoke with authority. 
This is what we need in our days and in our times. And we need to focus on our Lord Jesus. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to empower us and fill us over and over again. We cannot do this by our own plans. We have to dedicate ourselves that whatever we do, it is for the glory of God, it will benefit His people, and it will benefit and bless us as well. It is not just for us. We don't promote our own ministry. We don't want to establish ourselves as prophets because God is the one who established prophets. Okay? So ever since December 31st, 2009, at the prophetic gathering of the saints, I was in a hotel preparing for the prophetic gathering of the saints to hear from God about his plans and what we're supposed to expect and do for 2010 and beyond. And I was in my hotel and I have a list of attendants. And I was praying and I was not getting. I get dribbles of prophecies. And all of a sudden, early in the morning, I was still on my knees praying to the Lord. All of a sudden, he quoted me Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 30 and 31. And here's what it says. A horrifying and shocking thing has happened in the land. Prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by their own authority. And my people love it this way. But what will you do in the end? I was shaking to my core. I know that the dealing of the Lord is going to happen. And I have to release that prophecy. It's starting that night. Prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by their own authority. They're not under the authority of the high priest, Jesus. They are ruling by their own authority or self-appointed. Men appointed, but not God appointed. Okay? So I want you to read Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 30 and 31, and Hebrews chapter 7, 8, 9, and 10, or the entire book. It is important that the body of Christ is matured. It is important that we increase in number. It is important that we will be in true unity. And this is one heart and one mind. The unities that are happening, the unity here, oh, we, we have unity. And I said, it is not the real unity. We have to be in one accord, in one heart, and in one mind. No other hidden agendas that when we come together, it means to say, in one heart and in one mind, when we come together, we have the same mission. And this is what I've been teaching for several weeks now to the ministry team on the day of Pentecost, especially for our Sunday morning services. By us holding the service at 9 o'clock to pray for the sick, to pray for the people who will come, that has to be our first and foremost motivation as a dedication and as an offering to our Lord Jesus Christ for Freedom Fellowship Church. We have to be one mind and one heart as far as that offering is concerned, okay? 
Some would like to be acknowledged that they're uh, anointed. Some wanted to experiment on God's people. I will not allow that. So I gave instruction to everybody that if somebody will come and said they have a word from the Lord, we are following the commands of Jesus that we need to examine the fruits of prophets before we give them the podium and just tell anybody we don't know their fruits. So I don't want anybody interrupting because they have a word from God. They can hold their own crusade. They can hold their own prophetic conference if they are really prophets, okay? And, uh, and as far as people wanting to lay hands and they're not part of the ministry team, they can hold their own evangelistic thing, but we are responsible for the people that are coming in. And we are focused on the ones that need prayer, okay? Yes, I'm very strict because we have experienced all those things, but I will not allow it. Sometimes people interrupt me. Ministries, they want to, to take the podium and they want to ask money from the congregation. And I told them no. I said, if I don't do it, nobody else can. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm raising up people that will believe God and be faithful because we believe at Freedom Fellowship Church that our faith and our obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ, those are our currencies, okay? Those are the ones for the Lord to bless us, not from men. And it is a good feeling when people heard from God and they gave and they say, I heard from God. We never ask or beg people for money. And it is a good thing. For First of all, they are giving that offering to God, not to me. And they heard from God directly and not from me. So there are no emotional giving at that time. That is the best. Let us trust each other to obey God and let us preach tithes and offerings because they are important and giving honor to God. But let us not focus on that. Let us focus in making disciples that are not beggars and preach the gospel of good news so that people will get saved. Amen? So let me pray for you. Holy Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for healing my brothers and my sisters' physical bodies in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against early death. I come against any incapacitation in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for those who need a new heart. Thank you, Lord, for giving them a new heart in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against all forms of cancer. I come against diabetes. I come against blindness in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for healing all skin diseases. And I thank you, Lord, for replacing any body parts, any organs that needs replacing in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for healing of relationship, the strengthening of marriages and family units in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for financial breakthrough and capitalization for those that have been found faithful. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for cutting away any relationship that are not from you 
and for manifesting godly ordained relationship in Jesus name. I thank you, Father, cause each and every one of us to fall in love with you over and over again. And we declare that we hear your voice and to the voice of the stranger, we will never follow in Jesus name. So join us at nine o'clock Sunday morning. If you're listening Saturday, and it will be from nine o'clock until about 10 or 11 o'clock until we pray for everybody. And I thank you. So in the meantime, now that you heard, it is a required feast for, for the body of Christ. We are a holy nation and a royal priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. And we need to give honor and glory to God for what he has done and what he's about ready to do upon our country and upon our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023.